Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Matthew and let's see what the Bible is trying to teach us. We'll start from Matthew chapter 5, but the main topic for today is taken from Matthew chapter 7. We'll just brush through Matthew chapter 5 and 6. So in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus looks at the crowd and he notices that this is a large crowd. So Jesus decides to walk up to a mountain and preaches. That's why it is called Sermon on the Mount. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus talks about the Beatitudes. He says that believers are the salt and the light of the world. He also tells the people that he's not here to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus repeats the Lord's Prayer and teaches people how to pray. At the end of Matthew chapter 6, Jesus talks about overthinking, a thing that many people suffer from. He says, do not worry about your life or do not worry about anything because you are important to God. And you cannot add a single inch to your height or a single R to your life if you worry. And that is how chapter 6 ends. Let's get into chapter 7. Chapter 7 is an important chapter in the book of Matthew because it talks about judgment. Should we judge people? Should we not judge people? Now, I've noticed that many people who read the Bible who only rush through the Bible, they say that the Bible says, judge not that you may not be judged in Matthew chapter 7 verse 1. And then when people try to point out their sins or when people try to talk to them about their sins, they just say that, why are you judging me? Why are you saying that I'm wrong? Your Bible says, do not judge. Why are you judging me? The problem is people only read the first verse. They do not read the whole paragraph. It says, judge not that you may not be judged. For with what you judge, you will also be judged. So Jesus says, if you judge a person and if you say, why are you lying? Lying is bad. Jesus will also judge you on the same basis. If you lie or you don't lie. If you tell a person that committing adultery is wrong, you will also be judged by the same measurement. Matthew chapter 7 clearly tells us that the Bible encourages righteous judgment. Now righteous judgment is a judgment will, uh, which corrects a person or points the person to the right way. And the Bible clearly discourages carnal judgment or judgment made by the sinful mind. Once you experience the love of God, once you experience being born again or being filled by the Holy Spirit, that is when you start teaching other people. That is when you start telling other people about your experience. And that is what will convert the people. That is what will change people's hearts. Let's get into the next part of Matthew chapter 7. Matthew 7, 7. Many people repeat this verse. Many people have learned it. It says, ask and you will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. For everyone who seeks, finds and to him who knocks it will be open now the bible clearly says if you ask god for something you will receive it if you seek god you will find him if you knock on a door it will be open unto you now the problem is a mind controlled by the devil has a hard time choosing a good choice and often makes the wrong choice and that is when we lose we try to seek things that are not from God. And then we use this verse, God, you said, 
If I seek, I will be. I will. I will find. Or if I knock, it will be open to me. Why isn't this door opening to me? The problem is, you you don't try to accept God's will in your life. People don't try to accept God's will. They say that they are accepting God's will, but but at the end of the day, they still want what they want. The thing with God is, He doesn't give you what you want. He gives you what you need at that certain period of time. That's why we have to understand what the Bible says about asking, about seeking, and about knocking. If the door is right for you according to God, it will open. If if you seek the right things, you will find the right things. If you if you ask for the right things, you will receive right things. Now, Bible also says, "What you sow, you will reap." So, if you seek for the wrong things. You will find the wrong things, and that will lead you to the wrong path. If you knock on the wrong door, and eventually, if the door opens, you will enter the door, and that will lead you straight to that death. Let's get into the next part of Matthew chapter seven, which is a very, very important part. This is the first time Jesus talks about heaven and how can you reach heaven. Jesus clearly says, "How can a person reach heaven?" Now notice that Jesus is still talking to common people, and and that crowd included shepherds, that crowd included painters or carpenters or or common housewives or tax collectors, or or the disciples were also there. So Matthew chapter seven verse thirteen is what we are going to be studying about today. My Bible says the narrow way, but I have written uh, with my pen. Uh, I've written road to heaven. So this passage in the Bible talks about how can we reach heaven according to the Bible. Matthew chapter th- seven verse thirteen says, "Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go by it." Verse fourteen, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Now. These two verses clearly divide humankind into two groups: one, people who choose the broad way or the easy way, and two, people who choose the difficult way or the narrow way. These two verses are also divided into two parts. So, verse thirteen is divided into two parts, and verse fourteen is divided into two parts. The first part of verse thirteen says that the road is broad and the road is easy. And the road leads to destruction, and the second part, the important part, says that many people of the world are on that road and will be on that road at the end of the world. Verse fourteen is similarly divided into two parts. The first part says that the way is narrow, and the way is difficult, and it leads to life. The second part, the important part, tells us that only few will find it. Now. When I read this verse, the first thing that comes to my mind is that majority is often wrong. This verse clearly says that many people will be on the wrong track, while few will be on the right track. So, majority is often wrong. We can find an example in the Bible in the book of Numbers, chapter thirteen, verse thirty-three, when those ten spies were sent into Canaan to. Inspect the land and see 
who is living in Canaan and this is our promised land and can we get into the promised land? And when Israel was about to cross over into the promised land, Moses sent out 12 spies to find out what they were up against. When the spies returned, 10 of them said that they thought it is impossible to cross over. They described themselves as grasshoppers compared to the people living there. They said there are a lot of people living there and there are giants. It says in Numbers 13 verse 33. Ten of the apostles reported, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. The fruits were very large. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong. And there are many people who live in it. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there, the Amalekites dwell in the land of Nejib, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the hill city, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. It says in Numbers 13 verse 27 to 29. But Caleb said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. It says in Numbers chapter 13 verse 30. The more you read the Bible, the more you will realize that the majority is often wrong. Just reading the book of Jeremiah, you discover that the entire nation, including all of the prophets, they didn't expect the judgment of God to fall upon Israel and they thought that they were very safe. Yet Jeremiah was the only one, the lone voice, that declared God's judgment was coming. God often shows that only a small number of the majority are right and that even if the greater number of people say something different, that doesn't necessarily mean that it will be true. The reality is that often majority is wrong and God frequently uses the small number of people to show that He is God and that the battle belongs not to you but to Him. Let's get back to Matthew chapter 7 verse 13 and 14. 13 and 14 talks about very important things. If you're listening to my podcast, please open your Bible, read Matthew chapter 7. You'll read about judgment, you'll read about knocking and seeking and asking, and then you'll read about the important part the first time Jesus talks about heaven. And when you read it for yourselves, you will understand, you will experience God's power. You will know what track are you on. Are you on the broad road? Are you on the easy road? Or are you on the narrow road? The difficult road. The Bible clearly says that the broad road leads to hell and the narrow road leads to heaven. And hell was never, I quote Pastor Billy Graham, he said, hell was never made for man. Hell was made for the demons and and the devil the uh, hell was made for satan and his angels it was never made for man but if man goes to hell that is by his own choice hell was not made for man but that doesn't mean man cannot enter hell man can enter hell but by his own choice god doesn't send you to hell you go to hell by your choice you choose to take the broad road. You choose to take the easy road that leads to destruction. The Bible is written about 2,000 years ago. Over a, It is written about 6,000 years ago when the world was created. And 
many people wrote the Bible over a long, uh, over a long span of time, over a long period of time, and they keep warning us. The whole Bible is about Jesus, and Jesus warns us in Matthew chapter seven, verse thirteen and fourteen, and says, "What road are you on? What road am I on?" Or what road is my family on? Or what road is your family on? Your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your relatives, your friends. What road are you on? And now, you know that the broad road leads to hell, and the narrow road leads to heaven. Choose your road wisely. Before I end my podcast, let's just focus on one more thing. What does the road? Mean, what does taking the narrow road mean, or taking the broad road mean? Will we stand at some point in life where God comes to us and He says, "Okay, look to your left; that road leads to hell. Look to your right; that road leads to heaven. Choose your road." No. Choosing the road means our daily choices. Do do we choose to spend time with God? Do we choose to open our Bible every day? Do we choose to pray before we sleep? Do we choose to submit ourselves to God? If we do, then you will slowly turn towards the narrow way. If you don't, and if you lean on your own understanding, you will slowly turn towards the broad road. So you need to think with a righteous mind. You need to think with the right mind. You need to submit yourself to God, so that when you make the choices, the Holy Spirit prompts you and says, "Oh no, Sid, you're making the wrong choice. You're 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 turning towards the broad road. Oh no, Sid, you're choosing the easy way." Listeners, know what road you are on. Choose the right road. The choice is in your hands.